baseball, hockey, and soccer knowledge you could ever need. This is The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge. I'm McLean. I'm joined with Cy and Audrey uh, for this episode of The Water Break. And let me tell you, I'm really excited to be here with you. Um, Fridays uh, after school, super fun. Uh, I like talking sports with you guys. Um, I think that you guys want to say hi? Yeah, for sure. Us too, McLean. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super fun. excited. I'm not as knowledgeable as the both of you, I'm pretty sure, but I am excited to listen in and hopefully give some input. We'll see what happens, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. And I guess I'm going to start us off with basketball for our 4-4. Four and four. Um, So first up on the Kia MVP ladder, Curry has taken over the top spot. He's been going on a tear lately. The Golden State Warriors are doing pretty good. That's awesome. And LeBron James is hoping to return from his injury versus Boston. So, uh, And the Celtics' Brown is out. So that's pretty interesting. And then Kevin Durant is out versus the Magic with right shoulder sprain. So that's not looking too good for the Nets. And, um, yeah, Warriors, for the Warriors, Curry and three others are going to rest versus the Pistons. And for a couple of game scores from yesterday, Golden State Warriors, 104-89, to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Miami beat Washington 112 to 97, and Memphis beat the LA Clippers 120 to 108. And on to McLean for some baseball. Yeah, so the baseball season has fully wound down. The World Series has been in the books for a couple of weeks now, but awards are still getting announced. Shohei Otani, the Angels' star two-way player, uh, won the unanimous MVP. He's the first unanimous MVP since Bryce Harper all those years ago. Uh, and his Angels uh, signed starting pitcher Noah Syndergaard Thor uh, from the Mets to a one-year contract. Stop me if you've heard this before, uh, but the Angels are looking like a paper tiger, uh, a great offense held up by a lot of aging veterans in the pitching staff. It's and they're kind of wild card contenders. I this division is too loaded for them to really contend for realsies. Uh, the American League champion Astros just added Verlander to the fold. The Mariners are coming off a ninety win season, and can anyone actually remember the last time the Athletics were bad? All those teams are sharing a division with with the Angels, and I uh, if I was an Anaheim baseball fan, I would not be optimistic. Syndergaard. Signing him is a step in the right direction, but they're going to need a couple more splash moves to uh, really contend. Also in baseball, your Seattle Mariners are ruined to, rumored to be kicking the tires on Pirates breakout center fielder Brian Reynolds. Reynolds last year hit 302 with 24 home runs, as well as leading all the major leagues in triples. 
Uh, if you're a stat geek like me, he racked up 142 WRC+, plus, which is a stat that essentially weights every offensive category into one thing and says that the league average is 100, which means that uh, Reynolds was worth 42% more than the league average uh, hitter as a hitter while also playing a premium defensive position in center field. Uh, he was a 5.5 win player, according to Fangraph's war in 2021. And for those of you worried about uh, him and Kyle Lewis creating a potential outfield log jam, uh, skipper Scott Service said that anything he gets from Kyle Lewis next season is going to be a bonus, which essentially means Kyle Lewis is not in the Mariners' 2022 plans. Now over to Cy for some football. Some football. All right, so... A lot of people might not have seen, but yesterday the Falcons just got demolished. demolished. Yeah, just destroyed <laughs> by the Patriots, twenty-five to zero. And Mac Jones, he's looking really good. Honestly, I would say he's probably the best rookie quarterback. That's just me. Um, actually, that's a lot of people. That's basically the consensus at this point. And if we look back to last weekend, something that was pretty interesting that happened was the Rams lost to the Niners. The Niners beat the Rams thirty-one to ten, which was unexpected because. The Rams are so loaded, but, I mean, that was super weird. And, I mean, pretty easy to predict. Eagles beat the Broncos 30-13. to And the Seahawks went scoreless against the Packers. That was that was Ooh. ugly. Russell Wilson's first game back. Honestly, I don't think we should read too much into that just because uh, his finger's probably not fully, fully healed, and he's just getting back into the rhythm of things. And knowing Russell Wilson, he's definitely been living in the film room this week and practicing his heart out. So... Yeah, that doesn't look too crazy. And other than that, I mean, uh, Lions and Steelers tied 16-16 to in overtime. But yeah, um, I guess on to McLean for some hockey. Yeah, it was a pretty... A lot of things happened this week in hockey. Pretty eventful. Uh, on the local side of things, your Seattle Kraken are going to host the Colorado Avalanche tonight at 10 p.m. in the Climate Pledge Arena. The Avs will be weakened without their four-time All-Star, Nate McKinnon, who's like, if you don't know hockey, the number one consensus player in the league. He's very good. Uh, but he's out dealing with a lower body injury. Uh, however, the Avs have scored 20 goals in the last three games without him. Uh, Seattle is kind of experiencing a goaltending change at the moment. Uh, it looks like, looking at the warm-up routines of their goalies, it looks like Philip Grubauer might have gotten the hook. Uh, he was second off the ice behind Chris Dreger. Uh He let in 10 more goals above his expected, which is a GSAX for nerds. Mm. If, you're, if you're into that, if you're into that. Uh, but he was far and away, by all of the advanced metrics, the worst goalie in the league. It's uh, it's not looking good in Seattle. They've won just four games. <laughs> God, uh, no. Already making a change at goalkeeper. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's not exactly always sunny for for the Kraken. <laughs> also around the league, uh, the uh, Senators were forced to postpone three of their games after putting ten key players on the COVID list. The ailing Blackhawks, uh, after they've cut ties with their head coach and two of his assistants amid a sexual assault scandal. They're sort of riding the ship. They're 4-0 and under Derek King, which is, again, very good. But a lot of them have been fluky wins, lucky stuff, including a win over our Kraken, which was largely based on luck. Uh, in happier news, uh, Washington Capitals star Alexander Ovechkin moved into fourth place on the all-time goals list with 742 goals. 
He needs 25 more to get into third place all-time, which he almost certainly will, and 152 to pass the great one, Wayne Gretzky, for first place in the league. Ah, uh, that's been your hockey recap. Uh, have any of you guys actually seen a Kraken game all the way through? Oh my goodness. I was just about to add to what you said about the Kraken. I mean, in the Pacific Conference, the Kraken are like the Eighth. lowest ranked. They're, it's so unfortunate, and it's a very new team, as you all know. Um, and you kind of expect that building year, and this would be the year to do it. But it's just very, been very disappointing with... Um, what has been <laughs> happening in the um, actual um, results of all the games. So I'm hoping for some some kind of something to happen. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> oh, definitely. The on-ice product has not been pretty for the Kraken. No. The goaltending situation has been a mess. Uh, they've used three goalies already, and we're only 16 games into the season. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, and not to mention the upcoming stretch of schedule, it does not get easier for the Kraken. You could argue that they've already had all their gimmies with, you know, the Blackhawks and the Canucks coming to town. Um, I don't imagine that the product they put on the field, uh, on the ice tonight, will be world beating. I think that this is a. Definitely a young team, definitely still searching for an identity, but I think they'll have a pretty good leash. Yeah, Seattle sports fans, uh, we're we're pretty fickle. I'll admit to it. If you just look at the Mariners' attendance when they're not winning, it is laughable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I think this is a city that's uh willing to rally around the Kraken. I'm still seeing more Kraken merch than I am any other sports team just in my day to day life, especially here at Mercer Island High School. Tons of Kraken merch. It's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I guess just like the average Seattle sports fan, to answer your question from earlier, no, I have not seen a full game all the way through. <laughs> so Cy is definitely that average Seattle sports fan. Yeah, yeah well, Cy, I would, I would encourage you to watch some Kraken hockey. It's great theater. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen some highlights, but no, I, I haven't been able to watch a full game yet. Yeah, I, if you don't mind terrible goaltending and, you know, middling skaters, the Kraken are a great team. If you love watching your team let in goal after goal after goal, uh, <laughs> the Kraken are the team for you. I mean, do the Kraken fight at all? or is it just like... That's No, that's the thing. I was somewhat raised on hockey and basketball because my mom was a huge um, Whalers fan when they were a team. And so... We used to go to Thunderbirds games, like the minor league in the Seattle area. And the thing that was kind of like badly fun for me was watching the fights and seeing the aggression. I feel like um, for Seattle, those first couple of games that I think I I watched, uh, you kind of didn't see that fire there, it feels like. Um, they're just kind of new and timid when they're out on the ice. So I th- am hoping in the upcoming games that we will see something like that soon yeah for sure and i mean if your team's not good and and at least if they fight it'll be entertaining (laughs) exactly yeah Yeah, for sure. hockey fights are so much fun i was kind of hoping seeing like looking at the kraken in the offseason i was hoping that the roster they'd constructed could get to the playoffs as like a gritty 
uh, team that wins one to zero, defensive standstills, slugfests, fights a lot. I was kind of hoping that that was the team we could have gotten, but instead, you know, we get we get this mess. And uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not dunking on the team yet. I haven't completely given up. I'll definitely be watching, yeah. you know, the game tonight. I'll watch mm-hmm. it on TV. But uh, <laughs> you know, this has been a much less fun team than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, gritty hockey is hockey is unique in that. The gritty, boring teams are still just as fun to watch as the high-flying offensive juggernauts, you know? Yeah. Nobody likes watching, like, uh, like, like Bills football. It's pretty boring just to watch <laughs> defensive slugfest. Bills, Steelers, uh, the Rams for a couple of years. Uh, everyone wants to watch the Chiefs and the Ravens, the high-flying offenses. But in hockey, you know, the, the gritty teams, like the Dallas Stars, are, are so much fun. You know, you get to see those big bone crunching hits and good puck movements, <laughs> smart hockey. Yeah. It's it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, my mom had a friend who played on the Thunderbirds um when back when she was in high school and he was known for his fights and my favorite thing that I've heard from her is like and that it's a fact from hockey is that the refs don't get involved until they get on the ground. Like that just it's just it should be a lot more entertaining and I've just been disappointed with what I've seen so yeah. far. Well, I mean, at least the merch is nice. The logos are pretty cool. <laughs> like, I have a Kraken hat that's pretty dope. So, yeah. That's true. Seattle Kraken, definitely like a top three NHL team in terms of the logo. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> NHL's got some weird logos, but the Kraken one, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's good. All right. Well, I think we're going to take a quick break here on the water break. Thank you for uh, working through the tech issues with us. Uh, and I, I hope you're having fun hanging out with us. Uh, if you want to call into the show, give your opinion on something Seattle sports, our number is 206-275-9104. You can call or text that number at any time. Uh, stay tuned on 88.9 The Bridge for more music and conversation that spans generations. Welcome back into the water break on 88.9 The Bridge. Uh, the best sports show on the station. I'm McLean, still joined with Cy and with our guest, Audrey. And what do you guys want to talk about this segment? Oh, I wanted to bring up something. I'm a big um, MLS fan, and I was raised on the Sounders also. Well, my family's a big sports family. But I wanted to talk a little bit about how the MLS president and deputy commissioner, commissioner Mark Abbott, uh is stepping down at the end of 2022. This was just announced. And the reason for it is being that he's stepping down and looking for new opportunities, something along that line. And usually when I see that on any sort of article, I'm like, okay, there's something went on behind the scenes that they can't talk about where he's had to step down. So this was kind of... uh, very sudden news. I don't know. I hadn't really been thinking about him, so not really sure uh, what ended up happening there. Uh, so at mm. the end of 2022, so next year, actually, that's quite a while to put in your notice of stepping down. But Yeah, that's pretty out of the blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's weird. You know, you come out of nowhere and say, hey, I know there have been no signs of anything going badly, but I'm leaving in one year. <laughs> that is not like that is not a dramatic like that is not a uh, mental breakdown that is not a 
uh, come to Jesus realization that being the being the president of Major League Soccer was not what this guy wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That is not a midlife crisis. That is something. Yeah, yeah. and it's just interesting. It says he's been um, he's been in the league for thirty years, and at the end of the next year, he will transition into an advisory role on a number of key areas in twenty twenty three and beyond. So it's just interesting that he's given a year. And so it makes me wonder, like, this doesn't – if it was something urgent that they couldn't, like, announce, I feel like he would be stepping down by New Year's. But yeah. they've given him a whole year. He's decided to stay um, the president for a whole nother year. So I thought it was very odd news. Uh, <laughs> and what's yeah. crazy is this guy is like a founding uh, father of the league, for lack of a better term. <laughs> like when the league launched in '96, he was there. He was there like from 1993 to now. It's 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 crazy how long this guy's been in the league. Uh, Major League Soccer I, is still a very young sport in America. Oh yeah, it's it's not like this is you know like Goodell stepping down. This is we're witnessing the uh, end of the era of the first president this is like george yeah. washington stepping down <laughs> george washington yeah and it's powdered says, wig and all it says he's been deputy commissioner commissioner since 2013 so he's really he's been here for this long it just makes you wonder what changed for him is the league going in a different direction is he not happy with where it's going i think it's been pretty successful so far i am really a big fan of the sounders just because of the different um aspects it's just going to a game it's so fun uh so we just really wonder what went wrong and where he feels like he needs to step down he's not even that old he's like 57 that's not that's not really retirement age yet he probably had a couple more years left in him so that's weird yeah i wonder if it's something personal or if uh it was issues with where the league is going uh so he will have one more year, and then he's stepping down at the end of 2022. So he will graduate before he actually steps down, which is kind of crazy to think about. But oh, wow, yeah. I, That's pretty crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm wondering Seniors. who the new president will be and when he will announce that. For hmm. sure. Yeah. All right. And now do you guys want to move on to talking about— Utah? That's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's been in the news for a while that Jimmy Lake's tenure was over. The Huskies have been playing— like a JV squad out there. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it not been a great day for Huskies football. Uh, Seattle sports in general, I, I was hoping Seattle sports would have a good year when, I, when, when the Mariners won 90 uh, games. Yeah. Uh, but then the tailspin kind of happened. Yeah. Um, I, I told you guys I worked at uh, T-Mobile Park over the summer. Oh, no. No, um, I didn't know that. Dang, that's cool. Oh, man, I thought for sure. Oh, I talked about it on my other show. Um, <laughs> if you guys really like me as a person, listen to my other show, The Rutabaga. Oh, we do, we do comedy. Plug. Shameless self-plug. Okay, done <laughs> Done with the plug. So I, I worked at uh, T-Mobile Park over the summer. Uh, nothing important. I was just, like, managing, like, the, you know, uh, arcade games the attractions and like all the stuff you don't go to the ballpark for that was me yeah that's sick uh and the atmosphere at those games uh down the stretch was awesome Mm -hmm. you know after the all-star break it was like watching a new rejuvenated team uh you know seattle was uh coming out in you know by the hundreds by the thousands to come and support the mariners and i was like if this is what seattle sports are going to look like all year uh you know if this is what we look like post covid this is going to be a great year for the city and then you know now the kraken have four wins the seahawks have three wins i don't even think the huskies have won a game 
It's it's crazy. I know the Huskies have won a game. That was hyperbole. <laughs> I would just like to get that out so that the FCC doesn't come get me for lying on the air. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous, like, how quickly everything soured. Oh, I have yeah. no idea how the Sounders are doing, but I hope it's good. No, yeah. it's kind of the same thing, too, where oh, man. the f- start of the season, everyone was super excited. There were a lot of cool uh, different like events that were happening a lot of um uh, retired players from the sounders were coming back and being a part of the team it there was new ownership macklemore and the wilsons and all these sorts of people it was super exciting and i don't know there just kind of was a point where a lot of the players had injuries people were gone for um the uh what's it called it's not national no it's not national league i forget what it is but like the like the world league thing yeah yeah exactly and it was kind of we we were left with a bunch of young players and that was super awesome and they did so well but the kind of energy that was there at the beginning of the season kind of left and so the sounders are in the playoffs but uh it was kind of a disappointing tie uh was their last game against salt lake i believe uh so not in the best position we could be, but it was the kind of same, kind of the same thing there. And for you, Dub, it just—I—I I felt that way too about Jimmy Lake. Uh, it's really disheartening to go and watch your parents who love the Huskies and like go and play—not play—they go and watch every time, and just see them lose. As you said, it feels like they're a JV team, like yeah. Arizona State, which is semi-decent team they were the huskies were winning for the first quarter and then it just all went to all went south yeah so i really i i'm hoping that this um turning point uh for coaches will help them out in the future um i don't really know what are you guys' opinions on jimmy lake and what the Huskies could be seeing in the future. This poor city can't catch a break. You remember when uh, Mike Hopkins was quoted last season as saying that, you know, the UW basketball team had tournament expectations and then they (laughs) finished below 500 on the season? Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. Mike Hopkins, I mean, he's a pretty great guy. Like, I went to his basketball camp. He coached me up a bit, but... Mm Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the UW basketball team never really does anything. After Mike Hopkins coached you up a bit, Cy, I gotta ask, did you make the basketball team last year? Uh, well, no. Okay, this was... <laughs> no, I didn't try out last year. Let's Average clarify. Mike Hopkins client. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I went to his camp in 8th grade. I made the basketball team in ninth grade. But right. I, I don't play basketball anymore. Okay, so the average, the only Mike Hopkins client on the show. Yeah, uh, Mike Hopkins client. You out of basketball know. at 17. Out of what? basketball. Oh, no. I was actually 16. <laughs> Out of basketball by 16. Yeah, yeah, you know, and they let this guy take over the, you know, program at a D1 school. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, just wrapping things up, it's just hopefully in the future, I want to be optimistic in general for hopefully Washington in the future. Sports. Seattle will not be the next Detroit. I am saying it now. <laughs> yeah. We we'll will be better that. than Detroit. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for coming to hang out with the water break. Uh, It's always a pleasure hanging out with you guys. It was great having Audrey on. I uh, really enjoyed uh, hanging out, but we're uh, looks like our hours up. We're going to turn the station over to thinking out loud. One of my favorite shows on the station. 
Um, so stay tuned for them and after them for more music and conversation that spans generations. KMH Mercer Island is 88.9 The Bridge. We're out. Oh, uh, self-plug. Listen to me again on the Rutabaga at uh, 11. <laughs> what Bye. a break.